ACDI podcast. Words, the fundamental building blocks of human communication, possess an astonishing hidden power. As we delve deeper, we'll uncover that words are not mere tools of communication. They possess the power to shape our reality, influence our actions, and affect the world around us. Happy New Year and welcome to the second season of Heat Waves of Change from the Climate Democracy Initiative. This season, we're doing something a bit different and shifting our focus towards a cherished freedom enriched in the U.S. Constitution, the freedom of speech. The First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution allows us to communicate freely. It allows for relatively open and free media. It means that with very few exceptions, we can say what we want, when we want to, without fear of persecution. When you stop and think about it, this is the very foundation of freedom. But with the freedom to say what we want comes the freedom to lie, to exaggerate, to make anything seem like truth when it's not. This is true in journalism, and it's true practically anywhere online. So the question is, how do we know what's true? How do we decide who and what to trust? My name is Portia Cook. I'm an Afro-Latina Indigenous American born and raised right here in Colorado. I am a journalist dedicated to pursuing the truth across a range of subjects while giving a voice to those who so often go unheard. And my name is Mia Daly. I'm an artist and a journalist born and raised in Colorado. I'm excited to embark on our new season with you exploring these issues and more. We're your hosts, and in this season, we're exploring the impact of myths and disinformation on our society, culture, and politics. Our ambitious exploration centers on one of the most critical issues of our time, climate change. We'll navigate the maze of misinformation and disinformation, like how two individuals observing the same events but exposed to different information can end up forming entirely different conclusions on what is happening and why. This season, we'll explore topics such as the hidden social media algorithms, community, climate refugees, Colorado wildfires, fast fashion, indigenous land, and the oil and gas industry. Each episode will unravel the web of myths and disinformation, offering perspectives on each of these pressing issues. Since 1972, the polling agency Gallup has tracked Americans' trust in mass media. In 1976, 72% of respondents say they had a great deal of trust in what they were hearing on the television or reading in newspapers. 47 years later, that number has fallen to just 32%. 39% of respondents have no trust at all in mass media, and a combined total of 68% have either little or no trust at all. And on top of that, 40% of Americans don't believe that the climate crisis exists, while others say it's potentially the most dangerous crisis in human history. So what brought us here? What factors led us to this point? These are questions we'll break down in the coming months. Misinformation, which is kind of like gossip spreading through like a, a telephone line, right? It, it gets distorted slightly. That's very different from disinformation, which is like a, a push of power to manipulate you, a lie seeded for a purpose. So let's break this down. Misinformation typically spreads innocently or by mistake when we share catchy headlines or something that grabs our attention. On the flip side, 
disinformation is deliberately created false information by individuals, companies, groups, and even governments to manipulate people. And every one of us, whether you're tuning into this podcast or not, is susceptible to falling for lies, half-truths, and conspiracy theories. Despite the different origins, both misinformation and disinformation lead to similar outcomes. They confuse us, and in the process, create a lack of trust in the information we encounter daily. So the question is, how can we distinguish between an honest mistake and a deliberate attempt to deceive? Because in the end, it's not just about what we consume. It's about how we consume it. The old ways of doing things are, well, old. Print newspaper and the authoritative voice of Walter Cronkite on the nightly news are a thing of the past. Now, the power to create and share content is in the hands of individuals in news organizations, blogs, social media platforms, and more. Yes, this does diversify voices in media, but it also creates challenges. A new report says climate change is a growing target for false news and misinformation. According to Axios, climate change is the easiest news to fake. And that's partly because climate change is intangible and sometimes a controversial topic. There's just so much more of everything. More information, more facts, more lies, and all of it faster than ever before without any real oversight. We live in a flurry of constant information, entertainment, and speculation. When you have a million and one different sources to obtain your news from, how is it possible to know which sources to trust? Misinformation and disinformation about climate change are all around us. Let's take a listen to a clip from Fox News as an example. Our next guest was once a climate alarmist, but now says the entire movement is, quote, a scam. Tom Harris is the executive director of the International Climate Science Coalition. He joins me now. Tom, good to see you tonight. Now, you actually say the only way to get rid of this is to go after the science of climate change. Explain. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people will say, well, you know, uh, Canada, for example, puts out so little greenhouse gas emissions that we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't actually try to reduce it because China is double the United States. Well, the trouble is people argue that, well, yes, but we have to set an example to the world and we have to be good citizens and all that sort of thing. So they're using these arguments quite often that China's double the emissions of the U.S., etc. But but the real underlying thing is that there is no climate crisis. So, what do you think? Misinformation or disinformation? And is there really a climate crisis taking place today? Let's break this clip down together and see what we come up with. Tom Harris, the man you just heard in the clip, is the head of the International Climate Science Coalition. And even though the name sounds pretty credible, this is not an organization of scientists. Rather, it's an organization funded by the Heartland Institute. This is a public policy firm that has been behind a handful of public relations and media campaigns over the years to benefit special interest groups. The Heartland Institute got its start in the 1980s by funding efforts to rehabilitate the image of tobacco companies. These companies had been bruised by the medical community's push to raise awareness about the risks of secondhand smoke and the link between smoking and lung cancer. Heartland eventually moved on to promoting climate denialism in order to protect the concerns of the oil and gas industry. And this isn't an exaggeration. Our research took us to dsmog.com, an independently owned and funded website devoted to uncovering myths and disinformation about climate. There, we found a New York Times investigation into the Heartland Institute in 2012. 
This investigation uncovered documents discussing how Hartland was bankrolled to, and I quote, cast out on the scientific finding that fossil fuel emissions endanger the long-term welfare of the planet. The Institute even went as far as putting up a billboard in Chicago comparing people who believe in man-made climate change to the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, the convicted domestic terrorist who carried out a nationwide bombing campaign. And you'd probably assume the man in the news clip, Tom Harris, is a credible source for environmental issues, right? Nope, he's actually an engineer and one who hasn't worked in his field in decades. Tom got his start in public relations, advising clients in the tobacco, gas, oil, coal, and aerospace industries. The truth is, Tom Harris is a salesman doing what he's paid to do. And given his background, it's really no wonder why they would work as the inconspicuous-sounding International Climate Science Coalition. Now that you understand what's going on in the news clip, let's answer the most pressing questions. Is the clip misinformation or disinformation? And are we really in the midst of a climate crisis? The statement there is no climate crisis by Tom Harris is disinformation, false information that is intended to mislead. The facts about our current climate situation are in the science. But let's talk about that for a second. What is the science? And what started and continues to fuel today's climate crisis? According to research that dates back 60 years, the climate crisis is primarily driven by the increase in greenhouse gas emissions. This is particularly carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide into the Earth's atmosphere. These emissions largely result from human activities such as burning fossil fuels like coal, oil, and natural gas. They also come from deforestation, industrial processes, and agricultural practices. The elevated concentration of greenhouse gases traps heat in the Earth's atmosphere, leading to a warming effect known as the greenhouse effect. This warming contributes to a range of environmental changes, collectively referred to as climate change. And climate change means rising global temperatures, more frequent and severe weather events such as hurricanes, heat waves, floods, droughts, melting polar ice caps and glaciers, rising sea levels, and disruptions to ecosystems and biodiversity. These extreme weather events that we have all felt at one point or another are a direct consequence of climate change. So, is there really a climate crisis taking place today? The answer is yes. Today's climate crisis is real, and we are right in the thick of it. One of the biggest reasons for democracy's weakening is the profound change that's taken place in how we communicate and consume information. For more and more of us, search and social media platforms aren't just our window into the internet, they serve as our primary source of news and information. No one tells us that the window is blurred, subject to unseen distortions and subtle manipulations. All we see is a constant feed of content where useful, factual information and happy diversions and cat videos flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, junk science, quackery, white supremacists, racist tracts, misogynist screeds. And over time, we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction. 
Mis and disinformation will make you question everything you read and hear. And they both work so well because they have some pretty powerful backers. Take the oil and gas industry, for example. They've got this slick routine going on, convincing 40% of Americans that the climate crisis is not our fault. Billions and billions of dollars are thrown into the mix every year just to keep us scratching our heads. And let's face it, our influence over the big shots in the government isn't easy. But here's the thing. While we might not have the keys to the federal government, we do have the power to shine a light on the truth, promote transparency in the media, fact check like it's going out of style, and share the real stories. So what are the consequences of this constant flow of myths and disinformation? Well, one of the biggest impacts of both is the ability to shape public perception. False information, whether spread by accident or on purpose, influences the way people understand important topics and issues from our current climate crisis to public health crises and even political events. Misinformation distorts reality and the truth. This means people like me and you can't make well-informed decisions. And let's talk about trust or the lack thereof. Whether it's institutions, media, or just each other, the struggle is real. When trust crumbles, so does the community, making teamwork, communication, and civic engagement a real challenge. Misinformation and disinformation don't just mess with our heads. They both negatively impact policy decisions, where those in power might make the wrong choices based on fake news or twisted tales. It's like trying to navigate through a maze of deception. It gets pretty messy. Now for some advice I think we could all benefit from. Media literacy is our trusty sidekick, and it's the key to understanding the information we consume. Think critically. Question what you're seeing, look at things from different angles, and don't take information at face value. But don't get sucked down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories either. And of course, pull your information from a diverse and credible set of sources. These perspectives give us a fuller picture of what's really going on and how it affects all of us. That's all for this episode of Heat Waves of Change. As we continue to explore the realms of myths and disinformation, we invite you to come along on this investigative journey with us. We're only beginning to scratch the surface, so stay tuned for our next episode of the Heat Waves of Change coming your way next month. In February, we'll be diving into the complexities of social media in an eye-opening episode. Join us as we pull back the digital curtain exposing the hidden algorithms within social media platforms, an unforeseen force shaping our perception of the climate crisis and influencing the very fabric of democracy. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the pod and checking out CDI and our other work on the web at climatedemocracyinitiative.org. We also love feedback, so feel free to hit us up on our socials linked down below in the description. Until next time, stay safe and remember, the clock is ticking and the future of the planet and the state of its democracy lies in our hands.